0: Hey sis, hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a false strong friend, who is available for everyone else's problems, but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, your church sisterhood, or the strong sister or daughter in your family, you will find space to be seen, heard, and celebrated for your strength, resilience, and tenacity while listening to the That's My Sis podcast. This is your time to forget about being the answer for everyone else. Instead, be refreshed, poured into, and empowered in Christ, Sis. Laugh, cry, and shout, that's my sis, whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul. Let's hop into today's episode. I am not fat, but I have fat. Hey, 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 it is your girl, Jasmine Lanise, aka the queen of inspiration, and you are back for another episode of That's My Sis podcast. How you doing, boo? (laughs) Listen, it is a great day to be alive. Not because anything in particular is happening in my life. It's just, it's summertime, baby. And I look out and I see the sun. I see I feel the 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 energy, not the energy, but the heat. Let's call it the heat of the sun when I wake up, my AC going on and off, just hearing the birds chirping, the kids laughing, getting in the pool, being able to go to these fun festivals and things. Summertime is good. Like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Will Smith said, summer, summer, summertime. But it, you know, it is a beautiful time to be alive. And so I want to, I just want to give you an update of where I'm at. So this is where I'm at. I am in this place where after I do like a, a assignment for God. Like, have you ever done an assignment like at at work or like at your, you know, at school, right? You do an assignment and you're everything that you are, you put into that assignment. Then when that bad boy is over, you like, man, I need a drink. I need a vacation. I need a massage. And you find yourself trying to figure out what to do. And you're just like, tweety, you know, <laughs> unless you go right back on assignment. So for me, when I, you know, earlier this month, the month of June, I did a fast. And so I was doing a fast and I, you know, I led a group of women to do a fast and it it was great for me. I feel like I got so much out of it. Um, I, I really do feel like I was being stretched um, especially in like the time that God had me wake up and praying, I just was getting downloads upon downloads. I already journal like a crazy mad woman, but it was just like flowing, flowing, flowing. And I'm like, this book, the, the new journal that I had y'all that I got from Target, shout out to Target, um, is hold on, not shout out to Target. Cause Target says, let me tell you, Target just be on some other stuff, but anyway, but shout out to the fact that I got the notebook from Target. And it was, girl, no. I got it from Walmart. Anyway, shout out to wherever I got this notebook from. And it has, <laughs> it has a great amount of pages. And within the seven-day fast, if I can be honest, that book was halfway filled up from just a seven-day fast. And so... Um, after that, you know, that be, you know, being spiritually disciplined, being physically disciplined, being mentally disciplined, watching what I say, watching what I spoke, um, limiting who I, who was, who I was talking to. That was like a big assignment, like at work, right? Cause I work for God. That was a big assignment. And so now I'm in this place where I'm, I had a few, maybe like a few weeks to rest, but now there's like this other assignment And I'm in this place where I I'm recognizing that what am I how do I want to say this? I'm recognizing that we always want time to breathe and time to rest, but the way that God is prepares us for our future, sometimes He doesn't give us a lot of time to rest. And I'm recognizing that there are times where I'm just like, God, I just want to recoup. God, I just want to feel this way. But then he gives me another test, another assignment that stretches me and reveals to me in a different area of things that I have not dealt with. And so the title of today is um, I'm not fat. I have fat. And the reason why I chose this is because... (laughs) I want to talk about anxiety for a little bit. And so um, I'll, I'm going to tell you how it correlates. My husband always says to me, he was like, no, like, he's like, when I look at you, you're not like a just a fat person, right? You're not a person who all over you have fat or all over. It just seems like every part of your, your, your person is consumed with fat, he was like, you just have fat in places where, you know, it's just really noticeable. Like my stomach, right? Your arms got this neck fat. I wish it would go away. Well, I can't, you know, not wishing away, girl. I need to work out. Let's, let's be honest. Work out more. Um, I don't think my eating is that horrible, but work out more. Um, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. And so he always says to me that I have fat. I am not fat. And so for me... I'm taking it as I have to stop claiming things or I have to stop wearing and and, and owning things that in the end, fat, having fat in America, right? Being a black, fat, fat black woman, being a loud fat black woman, right? Just draws attention to you in a way that can make you feel ostracized, make you feel you know, demonized can make you feel like you, you are not worthy, right? Because of the beauty standards, not just in the mainstream, but the beauty standards that, um, being an African-American woman and a woman of color that our cultures deem as beautiful. And so for my husband to be like, okay, yeah, you, you have fat, but you're not fat. It, it allows me not to separate from the fact that maybe in some areas my habits are unhealthy or undisciplined but it's just saying like the totality of who you are is not your fat right and the reason why I brought this up today was because I was just sitting here thinking about how much anxiety I have in this new assignment and so the new assignment is um we in my family we call her my sister daughter she is my little sister but really uh God has really just shown me that this is my daughter in the spirit. So she's, you know, like my goddaughter to me. And so she's my baby. And so she's come to stay with us for the summer. But I've found myself having so much anxiety. I've had so much anxiety because here in Texas as a whole, not just Houston, but in Texas, there's always people snatching little kids, you know, the trafficking and all the things. Then it's like, I'm having anxiety because. Um, you know, being a coach or being an entrepreneur just in general, the wave of finances goes up and down. And so in your mind you you want to do right by this person, by this little person. You want them to have great experiences, but what I realized is that my anxiety has been on like a thousand. I haven't really been able to just rest in God's presence, not because she's here, not because she's bouncing around, not because of any of those things. But because my my not my anxiety, but anxiety has been trying to take over, and so sis, let me tell you i I may have anxiety, you know, but i'm not I'm not going to claim anxious, I'm not going to claim that it's mine, just like I have fat, I'm not about to make that the totality of who I am, I'm not about to operate from a anxious place and so i just want to kind of process this on this podcast today i'm gonna i'm gonna do my good thinking and i just want you to come with me on this journey you know like i don't have nothing deep to say um we might hit some scripture but i might really just talk about like what this like this assignment for right now is showing me right And so it's showing me that there are just some places that, not that they're unhealed, it's just they need to be fortified. All right, let's move into our next segment, Lord help us. So let's talk about this. This segment, the second segment is Lord help us. Lord help me to hold out until my change has come. No, Lord help us. This is the part of the podcast where we'll just go, we'll dive deeper into the um, topic at hand, the thought process. So this is where I want to actually dive into the thought of, I have fat, but I'm not fat or AKA, I have, I, you know, I have anxiety, but I won't become my anxiety. Right. And so when my husband says that to me, it, you know, I roll my eyes, sis. I do. I roll my eyes, y'all. And I just be like, shut up. Like, that's so dumb. Like, I totally, I totally see I'm fat. (laughs) I totally see it right in front of me. But, you know, it, it, it really puts into perspective right now as I'm dealing with this, having this anxiety of like dealing with or working through my anxiety. And so the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, you know, um, Philippians 4 and 6, right? 4 6 through 8, it says, you know, um, don't be anxious for anything, but through all things uh, prayer, petitions. <laughs> I'm butchering it up. But if you read Philippians 4 and 6, it says, be not anxious about anything, but in all things go to God through prayers and thanksgivings and petitions. And, um, you know, then the peace then God will give you the peace that passes all understanding. That was a horrible paraphrase. But if you go and read it yourself, you and if you know it, you know it. And so that keeps coming up to me, like, be, be not anxious for anything. And so I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm trying not to be anxious. I'm not trying to think of all the possibilities. I'm just like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't want to run out of money here. Okay, I, I I don't I don't want anything to happen over here. Oh no, no, no. I I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know these people and we're in this area and, and so all of these thoughts are coming up in my mind. And so here's the here's a few things. Lord help us. Help me, Lord. Here's a few things that have been coming up in my mind. In my mind, I've been thinking, is this what a good mother feels like? Come on, walk with me. Is this what putting your best foot forward and loving someone else outside of yourself feels like? Not another adult, but someone who you feel like they need your guidance, they depend on you, they're looking at how you handle things. Is this how it feels and then i'm like okay father's day just passed right and so i'm thinking like okay well lord as my father do you don't have anxiety because well you know the plans that you you have the thoughts that you think toward me but do you watch me and thinking like man uh i she's she she's totally dependent on me she needs me and i need her to to see that what I'm doing is not to harm her, but for her to have a hope and a future, right? Um, because I'm always going to be there for her. And so i just been sitting here thinking and, and trying to journal and losing a little bit of sleep over thinking like, okay, am I doing right by this little person who has been put in my, in my um, care for the next month and a half? And am I doing right by her by leading from a place of anxiety. Listen, sometimes as the strong friend, as the strong sister, the strong daughter, the strong mother, the strong wife, as a woman who has, all, who has always, almost always had to be the one with all the caps, all the thinking, all the hats. What if this default that we have been we have been um, falling into program to do this default of showing our love, but through an anxious person. Um, What if that has caused our relationships and our our, um, opportunities and our partnerships to be laced with this anxiety? So hear me out. Is that If I'm always thinking about how fat I am, if I'm always thinking about, okay, I have fat, but I am fat, that means I'm taking on everything that am fat is, right? I know that was funny, but taking on everything that being fat is. And so if I'm saying that my being is fat... And I don't just have that. I'm saying that my being lusts after food, my being has no self control is gluttonous. my being doesn't want to get up and move her body. My being is you know is um unhealthy, or my being is um uh, what else do we associate with being fat it's unattractive that whatever we're associating with being fat what what fat looks like in this so- society what it what the um the um the attributes of being fat if i'm saying that i'm being fat that i am fat that my state of my state is this thing, then all those negative connotations that come with it is also what I have. Meaning like I could skip some meals because I have so much fat that my fat can, can be used as fuel, right? Or I'm feeding the fat that I am by giving myself sugar and unhealthy things because that's what my body craves. But if I have fat, instead of being fat, then me having fat means I have the authority, I have the power, I have the knowledge, even if I'm not perfect at it, that I can take dominion of something that is not my state of being. I can remove it from myself. And so with me saying, okay, I have been anxious, I have taken on the persona of anxiousness and calling it love And calling it protection and calling it, you know, being there for somebody else outside of myself. But in reality, everything that anxiety is, is insecurity. Everything that anxiety comes with is being unstable, double-mindedness. And so if I'm operating from an anxiousness place, from anxious, like, you know, from anxiety, then I am being unstable. I'm being insecure. I'm being, you know what I mean? Like unwilling to pivot. I'm being irrational. And so if I say, you know what? I have anxiety about this. I have an unsurety about how this is going to go. But then I say, okay, well, it's not about me knowing how all this is supposed to go. It's about me taking the authority and walking in the, the dominion of saying, I can make different choices. I may not know the exact outcome of everything that I do, but if I lead with love, love is patient, love is kind, love is secure. Love covers a multitude of sins, a multitude of wrongs, right? If I have a love, then I have God. If I have God, then I have the Holy Spirit. If I have the Holy Spirit, then I have wisdom and truth. Then I have, though I have the power of heaven walking with me. And so as the strong friend, have we just operated out of anxiety because we caught that caring and love when caring for someone, loving someone, comes from a place of strength and security? And so then, Lord help us, this is the segment, and then I have to think about this, sis. I Sorry for smacking, but it just came out. Uh, <laughs> then I have to think about this. I have to think about... Why am I anxious? So a little bit about me is one thing that I've learned in my healing and growing journey is um, I love my mom, but she is an anxious person. And so in psychology, we learned about different attachment styles. And um, in the different attachment styles, you recognize that there's like anxious, avoidant, is um anxious something else? So like to be anxious is you, you when okay? So from what I remember about ancient anxious anxious excuse me anxious avoid. Let me slow down. Is that when so when your caregiver leaves, you're so anxious like you just don't you are so unsure you're so afraid you're so scared that they will not come back, and so when they return because they made you feel that way, you avoided them. Because your caregiver has set the precedent that whenever you cry, they would not be there. Or, you know, when you needed them to comfort you, they didn't, they didn't comfort you. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so there's, um so basically a perfect are a normal or healthy, let's say healthy instead of normal, but a healthier way of being attached to a person is is that when your caregiver drops you off at daycare or they have to go to work, um, they've been so attentive to you and so caring to you that you know that they'll come back you know that they'll love on you, they'll be attentive to you again. So you're is secure. So when you're secure in your attachment style, you leave. I mean you believe that when they leave they're coming back. And so I have realized that um my mother has raised me and my sister. Um and I don't maybe my brother too. He's older Um, has raised us in an anxious space, right? And so it's not anxiety of... I don't know her anxieties, but I believe that it came from maybe her childhood of just being in a state of never knowing what's going to happen. You know, she shared some things of like, you know, behaviors that were taking place inside of the home. And so just to know like, okay, well, maybe... Not maybe, but those things have um, nurtured her in her mind. And those things have shaped and developed how she looks at relationships that in her raising me and her raising us is that she has planted that anxiousness inside of us, too. And so, you know, I understand be not anxious about anything Um you know, don't be weary and well-doing and all these things. I know these scriptures. I believe these scriptures. I live these scriptures. But one thing I was saying in the first segment, um, the sis, let me tell you segment is that when God gives you one assignment, sometimes he'll let you rest for a little bit, but then he gives you the next assignment. And that assignment is to test you in a different way. The Bible says that, um, He wants to make our faith complete so that we're not lacking anything. There's another scripture. I want to say Philippians 2 and 6. Um, If I'm wrong, you can correct me. Send me an email at jazmelanise at gmail.com. You can send me an email. Um, But there's another scripture that says that he will complete the good work in you, right? And so... He's working so that we will be complete, he's working in us so that we'll be holy. And so, as the strong friend, we have a lot of times taken all the things that we've learned, taken all the things that we've experienced, and bottled it up and, and you know, formed it and shaped it and are sewn it into a jacket, into a cape, into an outfit that we wear, into a a persona. And it's full of anxiousness. It's full of anxiousness, calling it love. It's full of um, of fear, calling it faith. Um, it's full of ad- identifying it as one thing, but in reality, the root of it is another. And so I'm thinking I'm being a good mother or being a good mother figure by saying, okay, well, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that, I want this. But in reality, all I have to do is love. And love is secure. And love has faith. And love is is not flexible in a way of it's without rules and it's without guidelines. But love is patient. It's kind. It's not self-seeking. My anxiousness has been rooted in my own self-seeking. My own thinking like, well, I need to make sure that she has... All these experiences, I need to make sure she does all of this work, I need to make sure that she's prepared for school. But in reality, what if a baby just needs me to love her and just be there and play and listen and, and, and encourage and inspire and empower her and show her what it looks like to be a woman who is surrendered in God and what I do daily? What if that's what baby needs? And so when I say I, I have fat, but I'm not fat. I I I have anxiety but I'm not operating from an anxious being. I now am saying, look, I know what I was raised in and I know that this was coming from a place of what they thought love was, but in reality, it just made me unstable, insecure, irrational, fearful, and self-doubting. It did not give me the confidence to say I don't have to know everything. But I have an, I have the belief, I have the faith, I have the knowledge, or I will acquire those things and I'll just try it and see. And so, or if it doesn't work, I'll have to learn how to pivot. It did not teach me flexibility. It taught me that, okay, if it didn't go the way that I planned, or if I meet things without proper planning, I I just go into an emotional tizzy about it and then I shut down. And so what I realized is what I've seen in baby girl is is that when she's not confident, when she's anxious, she shuts down. How do I show her not to do that? It's by real recognizing that my love can't be anxious love. My love can't be unsure if I can teach her. My love cannot be unsure if I can provide um, what she needs to have a safe um well-being while she's here with me. I can't be unsure that I can show her or teach her how to pray or deposit scriptures into her so that she will draw from them later on in life. I can't be unsure that who I am as a woman, who I am as God's prophet, who I am as God's daughter is not enough and as a strong friend, a strong woman, some of us are mothers, some of us are aunties, some of us are godmothers, some of us are adoptive mothers, foster mothers. Some of us are not mothers, and we just mother the people around us. Or we're not even thinking about being mothers, but you have the mother yourself, right? Um, I want you to question and ask yourself, has my love, my caring my um, compassion been more anxiety driven, fear driven, than it's been truly a safe space, truly a giving space. And so I was just, I just been stretched in this last maybe week and a half now of just realizing that being strong doesn't mean we show up as something else. But being strong means we show up as our, as our authentic selves, whether it's toe up sometimes, whether it's happy sometimes. And the thing is, when we're showing up as our, as our authentic self, we're not showing up to throw our anxiousness on people, to throw our anger on people. It's saying, hey, look, In this space, you're in this space with me, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're in between, whether you're my spouse, my child, my adult child, my little child, you're in this space with me. And I'm saying, look, I have anger, but I'm not, but I'm not going to become anger. And what I have to learn to do is to dissect my anger, either I dissect it in front of you. Or I have to tell you, hey, I have to come back and dissect it behind closed doors. And then I'll begin to give you an explanation, you know? And so I have come to realize, uh, I'm realizing and I'm working through it um, as we're talking, is that I was nurtured and, you know, molded in an environment where I see my mother be strong right so we, oh my god so strong she does this she does that oh my goodness da, da, da. and you know the things you know we know we know the things our parents have done wrong right that's easy to see but you you're nurtured in this place of like oh my god my mother is so strong my mother is so this or if your mother's absent you know you're like your grandma or whatever or you've seen women around you and you're like oh they're so strong they're so this but what if they're strong out of their own fears and anxiety And so what we call love has been laced in other things. And so we're trying to figure out why, when it's time to be in love, when it's time to have friendships, and we say that we love people who are, we're trying to love our children, our our nieces and nephews, that there's so much fear and anxiety because the same worries, the same stresses, the same... Um, irrational thought patterns and behaviors that have been put on us, don't you think that we're putting it on them instead of saying, I have to dismantle this so that when I show up and I show them love and I show them experiences and I show them grace, I show them what it looks like to operate out of strength given to me through Christ that I'm not giving them my anxiety. I just thought that was interesting, is that I can have anxiety. I can be unsure, fearful, irrational, insecure, but I can't mix that with my love for people. I can't mix that with my help. I can't mix that with, I can't take on the characteristics of that. I can feel that in a moment, but I have to be able to sit down and say, but is that truly what's going on here? Is that truly how it has to be? Is that truly what they need? Is that truly what I need? Do I need to live in those possibilities? No, I'm not saying being naive, but I am saying like, if we have no evidence or no proof, or if we have evidence and proof that, you know, these type of things are happening in our neighborhood or area, what precautions can we take and how can we put our faith in God, in his wisdom, in his direction? And so I have fat, but I am not fat. I may have some anxious thoughts about some things, but I'm not about to keep living in my anxious state. I can't do it. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do it. And so that was, Lord, help us. Lord God, help us to see the places where we've allowed whatever label, whether it's I have fear, but I'm not going to live in a fearful mindset. I have anger, but I'm not going to be an angry person. God, whatever we've been allowing to become our state of being, whether it's one thing at a time, whether it's multiple things at a time, Father God, I'm asking you to help us Father help me to see where I've allowed anxiety of being abandoned of anxiety of being rejected anxiety about you know being overlooked misunderstood any of the anxieties that I have cre- I have experienced or created are these these moments where I was securely insecurely attached to caregivers and to people who were supposed to love me Um, or take care of me, Father God, and keep me safe and protected, that created this space in me, that now when I become the strong friend, I put myself in this place of being a rock for all people, that in reality, I became hard. I became a rock because of my own insecurities, because of my own fears, because of my own, own unworthiness, my own irrationalities, my own insecurities. Lord God, help us to recognize, Father God, help us to see that even in those moments of not knowing, not being sure that you want to heal us, that you want to help us, that you want to fill up the space, you want to destroy the thought processes, you want to destroy the the experience, you want us to become securely attached to you and you will bring the people who will love us and will be able to be securely attached. God, we don't have to love from an anxious place anymore. We don't have to love from an insecure place anymore. That Lord God, us being ourselves is enough. We understand that we're not perfect, but everything that is going on in our life, that your word said that you will work out and, and cause us to be complete, that you want us to be holy for you are holy, that you want our faith to work in the midst of our trials so that we will be whole and lack nothing. Lord God, teach us how to be whole. Show us how to be whole. Lord God, you do the work in us and we'll just be a willing participant. We will just show up, God, and allow you to, to fill us. We'll just show up, God, and we'll begin to walk differently, see differently so that we We, Father God, can be what you want us to be. Lord God, we don't want to be in a state of being fat. Lord God, we don't want to be in an anxious state. We don't want to be in a fearful state. We don't want to be in a lazy state, God, that when we say, I'm lazy, I'm a procrastinator, we're taking on all all of the attributes of that thing, God. We want to begin to change the language and what we say that yes, there are moments that I am lazy, but I am not a lazy person that I am not a procrastinator that I may procrastinate to do things, but I have to begin to ask myself, what is the root of that thing that Lord God, I know that I've been the resident strong friend, the loyal to a fault strong friend, but God, I don't just want to be that strong, hard thing. Lord God, I want to be the friend who is honest as well. I want to be the friend who's in. Intent- I want to be the honest friend. I want to be the integral friend. I want to be the compassionate friend. I want to be the friend who leads them to Christ. God, I don't just want to be hard and strong. God, I want them to see my strength, but I want them to understand that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I want to be the joyful friend. I want to be the peacemaker friend. I want to be that friend, Father God who can be well-rounded. I don't just want to be one thing because if I say that I am the strong friend, I become everything that strength is. And a lot of times that stomps out, that snuffs out what you are truly calling me and creating us to be. Lord, help us, help us, help us to love from a place of security within us, knowing that because you loved us first, that we can love you back. God, help us to see, that you you know the thoughts that you think towards us and those thoughts we want to adopt them as our thoughts so that when we meet partnerships when you meet relationships friendships when we raise our children our godchildren, our nieces and nephews our our foster kids lord when we raise our when we love on these people we're not coming to them with all the things that could be wrong all the things that we're insecure about all the things we have yet to have our footing on god we're not worried about the but if we're able to give them experiences, we're not worried about what we do not know, but whatever we do know, whatever we have found pure, lovely, noble, we are thinking on those things and we're teaching them how to pivot. We're teaching them how to be flexible. We're teaching them how to love. Lord God, that no matter what state that we're in, oh God, we're learning to trust in you, learning that to know that um, that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, that learning, Father God, that like it says in Luke, I want to say Luke 1, 37, that that nothing is impossible for those who believe. Lord God, help our unbelief. Help us where we're weak. Help us, God, where we're undisciplined and bring discipline to our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Let's move to our next segment. Right, This is our last segment and this is this will preach. So to wrap up everything <laughs> that I'm talking about is I'm just telling you that I'm processing some things, right? Realizing that the way that I may have been raised, the way that I have thought, the way that I have showed strength, love, compassion, a lot of times have been from a place of insecurity, anxiety, um, being put in this situation to spend some time, you know, with my, with my God baby and be able to love on her and be able to build her confidence has really shown me though, there're still areas in me where I'm anxious about. There's are still areas in me where I feel insecure. There's are still areas in, not that we like, you know, not that I'm saying like, oh, I don't I'm not supposed to, but a lot of times we operate from our strong places until God puts us in situations to expose our weak spaces, right? And so I'm realizing that God is trying to open up my mind to see that you can have anxiety, but the state of your being, you thinking on it, you meditating on it, you living with it, you, you know... You looking at her from a place of, I gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta, gotta," a a state of you living in a state of anxiety is not even healthy. You know, um, one thing that I've noticed is that when it's just my husband and I, you know, we kind of do our own things, you know, like we help, you know, we support and love one another, but we do our own things. But when children come into our home, the dynamics change to where, you know, he, he's doing basically what what he does, but I take on more of the hands-on, in the child's face, nurturing role, where we're both similar, but I just do it at a different, you know, level, and children tend to want to be with me, and so sometimes I don't get that place to step back and to breathe, and I have to ask for help, or I have to, you know, I have to communicate, and so sometimes I begin to function now from an anxious state of, well, God, I can't spend time with you the way that I normally, or I'm not getting to sleep that I normally would. Okay, well, I have to clean, I have to wash the dishes, or well, I need to sweep the floor, or I need to fold the clothes, or oh, I got to make sure this is this, this is done, and then I realize I sound like Martha. If I sit down, if we sit down, sometimes. And say, Lord, what is the plan for the day? I had to yesterday realize that when baby girl got in a mood, got in a moment where she didn't feel confident and she shut down. And my anxiety of like, okay, we got to get this done. And I was just talking to her from that space. It did not help her. And what I had to do was I had to kind of remove my own anxieties, my own desires, my own wants. I had to take a few deep breaths and I had and I moved on and I'm like, hey, you know, whenever you're ready to do any- like I didn't even say anything. I had to remove myself from the situation because we want to be seen as strong, as confident. We want to be seen as having it together, being organized. But a lot of that stuff is coming from our own anxiousness It's coming from our need to control. If we didn't control then we'll be living in anxiety because then we'll be living from a state of, well, we don't really know. We don't really have control. We don't really have access. We don't know the ending from the beginning. Well, I'm not God. All I want to do is follow him step by step, day by day. He, the Bible says, and I want to say Proverbs is that, um, the steps of a good man are ordered. Um, you know, um, it's leaving my mind, but it's one of my favorite scriptures. I want to say it's Psalms. Uh, 11611 or Psalm 16:11. I can't remember, but it was like, you know, you make known the path of life to me, you know, and I'm in your hands, your right hand forevermore. And so, you make known the path of life. So why am I not utilizing that when it comes to my children, when it comes to my marriage? Why am I not utilizing that when it comes to my job, when it comes to my family? If you make known the pathway of life to me when it comes to ministry, when it comes to business, when it comes to, you know, where I should live, where I should work, what I should wear, why do I not believe that you'll make known the pathway of life to them? You know, how how about I needed to realize that God, you had a plan for her life too, My plan for today never supersedes what your plan was for her today and how I'm supposed to help her process that. So strong friend, I just want you to realize that maybe your strength has come from a place of insecurity, irrationality. It's come from a place of instead of you realizing in these moments, you've had anxious moments throughout your life that maybe people have raised you in a state of being anxious. Some of us, we have fat, but we have lived like, oh, I'm a fat girl. So we lived in that state of being a fat girl and whatever that comes with a fat boy, whatever that comes with. And so instead of saying, I I have authority and I I can take discipline over these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, we just become those things. I don't want to be anxious. The Bible tells me to be anxious of nothing, you know? I don't want to be anxious. And so the scripture I want to leave us with is this one. It says in Philippians 4 and 19, it says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I read that in the ESV. And it tells you that he's going to supply every one of your needs. He's going to supply them. So it tells us not to be anxious and go for the Lord in prayer and supplication, knowing that he'll give us the peace that passes all understanding what we don't understand, I have peace beyond that. I don't need to know that because now I have a peace that will go beyond what I understand, what I don't understand. And I can keep operating in that peace. Then that was, so then we go in Philippians 4, 13. It says, I can do all things through him who, who strengthens me. Okay. So you've, you're giving me the strength that I need. And the Bible says in Nehemiah, right? That Um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now I have peace. I have joy. I have faith. I have the ability to, I have obedience, the ability to follow. And now you will supply. You'll be Jehovah Jireh. You'll be El Shaddai. You'll be my sustainer. And so you will be the, you will be um, my great shepherd, you'll be the one to lead me and guide me. And so why do I have to be anxious? Because just like it says in Matthew 6, that just as he provides for the sparrow, he'll provide for me. Just like he dresses the lilies, he'll dress me the way that he has taken care of me when I didn't have this responsibility. The way that he's taken care of me when I didn't have the the, the friends and the the members and the business partners and the business and and, and all these things looking up to me looking for me to help them he'll take care of me and so if he'll take care of me then how I need to speak to them like yo God will take care of you and so the only thing I can give you is the peace of mind of like trust God what what is his wisdom saying what what does he have for us to do what do you want to do and I move from that. I have realized that we become anxious because we think I, we have to figure it out for them. And we have to figure it out for us. I don't have to figure it out for baby girl. All I have to do is understand that God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And so I just have to tap into God. Give me today this, my daily bread. Give me what it is I need for today. And Lord God, I pray that you give them what they need. And if what they need is coming from a part of my daily bread, then you show me how to give it to them and not be insecure, not be unstable, not worry about do I have enough? Because each day you supply it. So this will preach. This will preach. You got to remember you don't have to take on the state of being, you don't have to be that thing that is trying to run your mind. If you're not having the mind of Christ, if you're not being like Christ, if you're not following the word and being a living epistle, you you should stop. You should really work on not being that thing because we can't truly love from a place of anxiety. We can't truly be strong from a place of rigidness and not joy because strength comes from Having the ability to see what the problem is, but knowing that there's a solution and being confident of that thing, having faith, having hope that that solution will come to pass. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of That's My Sense. All right, so thank you for listening to this episode of That's My Sis. The last thing that I want to do is say, here's your flowers. And so every end of the episode, I do my best um, to give a group of women their flowers. And so I want to give my flowers to my virtual flowers and a big hug. I want to give flowers to the women who have who've had to deal with Father's Day and mentally think about their fathers either being present, their fathers being, you know, in heaven, um, having to deal with the complicated feelings of being a father. I want you to understand that you don't have to live in a state of what you missed out on you don't have to live in a state of grief you don't have to live in this space where every year every birthday every holiday or whatever you don't feel you don't feel God's love or his joy and so i want to give you your flowers because i know that it was tough I know that it may have been hard. I know you had to shed some tears. I know you put on a brave face in front of some people. But I want you to know that if you need a few days to cry out, to grieve, to just give yourself that moment to remember what you had, or even if you never had anything with him, to give yourself that moment to to validate yourself, to affirm yourself, to let you know that you're loved that you are necessary, that God has a plan, that you're worthy, that you're all these things in spite of what someone else has done. You don't have to live in a state of anxiety. You don't have to live in a state of depression. You don't have to be those things. You can have fat but not be fat. And so I give you those flowers, and I thank you for willing yourself to make it through another day, no matter how hard it was. God loves you. I love you. And I know that God will bring men who are wise enough, healthy enough to help you unpack and heal those places that have been broken by other men. Because God is doing it for me and he has done it for me. And so if, if he can do it for me, why can't he do it for you? All right. And so I thank you for listening to this episode of that's my sis you are more than welcome to share this with any of your sister friends even share this with some men i have no problem with men listening to the podcast um please subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and a review recommend the podcast to your friends and family you are more than welcome to email me at jasmine at gmail.com to um To just tap in and to connect, Uh, I will put in the description a link to where you can join the mailing list. Join the mailing list. Um, We have opened up our Patreon for The Queen's Corner, and I'll begin to talk more about that soon. And so The the Queen's Corner is a community of women who are ready to inspire um, the world, to impact the community, and to ignite the minds of those around us. We are a movement of warrior queens. You are more than welcome to join us as after the summer, we most likely will be getting to dive into teachings. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. You are more than welcome to follow me on Clubhouse, which is an audio app at Jasmine Lanise. And I am on TikTok And I am Jasmine Lanise. I'm so grateful for you to be here to remember that you may have whatever. You may have anxiety. You may have depression. But you are not that thing. Until next time, I will see you later. Thanks for listening to That's My Sis Podcast with your host, Jasmine Lanise, aka the Queen of Inspiration. I hope that you really enjoyed as I shared from my heart about you can have a feeling, an emotion, a thought, but do not live in the state of that thing. That God will give you one assignment, he'll put you on one test, give you a breather, and put you in another so that your Your mindset, your joy, your identity, your purpose can become complete. God is putting us in situations day by day for us to realize our weak spaces so that he can fill them up. If you've enjoyed yourself, you felt empowered, or you laughed a little, come back for next week's episode as we'll continue to dive into my adventures. As being a temporary mom for this summer. Sis, head on over to um, my Facebook at Jasmine Haynes and follow me. Stay connected. Um, And I will put in this description the link to join the Jasmine East Ministries mailing list so that you can stay connected. I will also put the link for you to check out the Patreon for the Queens Corner community where we are a group of women who ignite minds, inspire healing, and we impact the community as a whole in the local and global sense. And so this is a community of women who are warrior queens who go into the world and bring God with them. You are more than welcome to join us. So follow me. Like I said, on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. Follow me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. Follow me on Clubhouse at Jasmine Lanise. Until next week, sis. It's Jasmine Lanice. Signing off. Be bold, be you, be free. Bye.